0: The older you get, and it seems like every single year, I I seem to understand this more and more, is living with no regrets. Yeah, which yeah. is so important because a lot of people just just go by their daily routine and they don't really understand what is truly important when it comes to family, when it comes to self time, when it comes to building memories with your kids, building memories with your with your with your spouse or your partner, because there is going to be a time when that's gone. Mm things change in seconds and yeah. and if you really don't understand how to live and understand your non-negotiables and understand how to live with no regrets because there will be a time when something will occur in your life where you will have regrets right no matter what yeah but at the least if you know in your head you have done everything you possibly can to avoid that when the time comes it gives you more of an ease
1: Hey guys, this episode is sponsored by Tranquil Turtle Massage. Tracy over there, the founder, she's a small town girl from Montana, loves God, loves her family, loves her friends, loves working out, fishing, and camping. She has a passion for helping those in need and enjoys being creative with woodworking, crocheting, healthy baking, pottery, and cooking. Look, she began her massage journey back in 2010 where she graduated from massage school up in Anchorage, Alaska. She specializes in her signature massages, the Hanu Infusion and the Hanu Ashiatsu, as well as the gua sha and manual lymphatic drainage if you're looking for a massage specialist and someone who could get you feeling good go see tracy down at tranquil turtle massage and while you're there check out cda microblading offering coeur best tattoo brows plasma fibroblast tightening and pmu services right there in the heart of downtown coeur d'alene make sure you book your appointment at pnwmobilemassage.com <laughs> Jeff, you're a husband, you're a father, the owner and founder of Camora, where True Blue Homes, best-selling author, podcast host, man, coach, entrepreneur, and so much more. Thank you for your time, man. I appreciate it.
0: I appreciate you having me on today, Eric. This is going to be a fun conversation. We've uh, had some good reports since we've uh, kind of met, and uh, from the past, but now even more now.
1: Yeah, for sure. I would love to go back with my guests and kind of start off from the beginning. There, where did you grow up? What was your childhood like for you?
0: <sighs> I had a great childhood, man. I mean, I mean, we had not a ton for means, uh, factory worker, father, uh, mom hustled. And it was, it was a situation where we didn't have a lot financially, but we mm. always felt like we had a lot because my parents provided us with so much love and attention. I love that. And, and that just, filled us up where we never felt we missed anything so I had a great child I mean I mean I'm I'm a 70s baby but I mean growing up in the 80s it was it was playing outdoors all day you'd get home you'd literally have a peanut butter sandwich and you're out till till as dark as you can till your mom's on the back porch hollering your name to try to find out where you were and you'd hear her come running home so it was just a great fun childhood and grew up in Toronto Canada and uh, yeah I lived my whole life
1: here and it's just uh, nothing but great memories as a kid Man, that's awesome, dude! And I mean, you started Cameraware in your basement, and now it's obviously taken to this massive level. But who was that entrepreneurial influence in your life that kind of pointed you in that direction to be an entrepreneur? You
0: know, that's a question I've been I've been really focusing on the last couple of years, and it's a situation where when I actually sit back and and think of the whole question are you born entrepreneur you're not born entrepreneur this is a question I think it's we've true. talked about in the past yeah I think I've always had the hustle I mean as a as a 11 12 year old I was I was my dad would drop me off at a sports car convention I would sell and hustle sports cards just to make a 100 bucks and have this spending money for the week Come I've on. always had that hustle that drive when I was 17 I started my first company and hired six of my buddies from high school so I've always had the hustle that drive to be an entrepreneur was that in me as a as a as a natural or was that something where I really toned and focused on my upbringing and looked at my parents' struggle financially. And maybe like, was that like almost an internal trigger that say, hey, I want to do it on my own. I want to be able to have more. So there's, there's different ways to look at it. But it was something I've always had in me. I've always wanted to do my own thing and work on my own and, and just hustle. And, yeah. and, and it just started. And, and really 19 years of age on, I've really never worked for no one ever since. And I'm 44
1: now. Come on, man! Oh, that's amazing, dude. So good, dude. Yeah, I'm for all children. I'm turning 42 in just a couple of weeks, man. So yeah, yeah, I was 70s babies as well, just barely. I was December 11th of '79, man. <laughs> right, right
0: at the right of the cusp there. I for love sure. it. I love
1: it. <laughs> well, I'm really big on morning routines, and you have this awesome, actually, a couple free downloads on your website: the seven to dos to start like a champ and five to dos to finish like a champ. What are the most important evening routine or what is that morning most important evening routine? And what is the most, you know, important morning routine people should be following?
0: I mean, evening routine, I would say prep for the next day. Yes. I think a lot of people don't prep for the next day or don't prep for the next morning. And then they get clustered and frustrated when they see all the emails pouring and all that stuff. So I think prepping for the next day is I make, I start my do list the night before. And I'm a strong believer in as my mind starts thinking of things to do throughout the week or throughout the day, the next day, I'll actually in the evening email myself. So when I wake up in the morning, I got a, a cluster fuck of emails piled up on my box. But yeah. then I pull out the pen and paper and I do my do list for the day. So I really try to prep for the day the night before. And then really learn how to just shut it off the last hour, hour and a half Mm. and just literally wind down, let your body just wind down and just intake whatever the day was. And that allows you to just almost intake it, let it out, whatever the good, the bad, and then start the next day fresh with a list of what to do. So that's, I think the nighttime routine is probably even more important than the morning routine. And then the morning routine is just getting off on the right step, right? When I'm getting off the right step is a lot of people start their day and they just so f- messed up and flustered with everything they got to do. I prepped the night before. So when I wake up the next day, it's, it's my simple routine. Let the dog out, take my vitamins, grab my black coffee, stretch for five, 10 minutes, let the blood flow start the day. And it's, and it's something where I I, I wake up early enough that I, prep myself and I give enough time not to be cluster messed in the minute, in the morning because a lot of people they don't give their time enough in the morning so I'm up at usually 4 30 every day and 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 I keep that routine even on the weekends I'm up no later than 6 a.m on, on Saturdays and Sundays It and yeah. allows me from 4 30 till even to now 4 30 till 9 a.m which is 9 a.m here when we're starting this podcast in Toronto Canada time I've literally probably done more work than most people have done all day. And that allows me yeah. to now have the freedom to do the podcast, the freedom to just pick up my kids due to three to seven, which I call it my three to seven home routine, which I try to be home every day from three to seven with my kids. So it allows me to do all these things because I get so much done in the early
1: morning and it frees up the rest of the day for myself. Uh, so good. I'm big on that too, man. Like before I go to bed, before I leave the office for the, the you know, for the evening, I'm writing down on a post-it, my to-do list first thing that I hit yeah. up in the morning. Right. So I know exactly what I'm getting to do. And I kind of learned that from, Craig Ballantyne, another Canadian guy that I follow, you know, he wrote the book, Perfect Day Formula, Perfect Week Formula. He talks about that, you know, morning yeah. routine really starts that evening before you go to bed, man. Yeah. Yeah. Very important. Uh, you know, you're, an, you're you're a dad of two awesome kids. You're an entrepreneur. I think as men, we tend to, you know, struggle with how to balance that family life, how to provide for our family and find our passion. Like how did becoming a dad change your mindset on life and business? And then how do you balance it all, man? I mean, there's different
0: scenarios. I mean, with my firstborn, I was still that heavy entrepreneur. I was still working crazy hours. I was still never really home. And then with my second, with my son, when he was born, um, life changed. Um, A quick little intro to the story is he spent the first four months of his life at SickKids Hospital. And that really put everything in perspective. And not to get into too much detail with that, but by the time we finally got him out, at four months old he was still four and a half pounds he was fitting the palm of hand he was still on feeding tubes it was it was a situation where I was put in a situation where I was forced to make a decision what was more important and I yeah. realized very quickly my non-negotiables had to be locked into my schedule every day to make sure I had the time to help my son to make sure I had the time to help my wife to make sure I had the time to spend with my daughter so I started understanding non-negotiables literally 13 years ago 12 and a half years ago and I really started looking at my schedule and figuring out what parts of my schedule was going to be non-negotiable and I locked those in and I locked those in every single month and those are locked in they alter I mean things happen during the day sure but I try to keep them as close as possible to being my non-negotiable so that my three to seven my family so that's the time I, I I train with my kids I help my son I spend time with the family. That is non-negotiable um, morning routines, non-negotiable evening routines, non-negotiable. And then we yep. fit everything else inside. So really understanding what is important in your schedule and then understanding and, and, and the older you get, and it seems like every single year I, I seem to understand this more and more is living with no regrets. Yeah. Which yeah. is so important because a lot of people just, they just go by their daily routine and they don't really understand what is truly important when it comes to family, when it comes to self time when it comes to building memories with your kids building memories with your with your with your spouse or your partner because there is going to be a time when that's gone Mm. things change in seconds and and if you really don't understand how to live and understand your non-negotiables and understand how to live with no regrets because there will be a time when something will occur in your life where you will have regrets right no matter what Yep. But if the least, if you know in your head you have done everything you possibly can to avoid that, when the time comes, it gives you more of an ease and understanding of the situation. So, really, really understanding your schedule. There's a lot of people you you hear Gary V and incredible entrepreneurs talk about. There's no home life balance. That's all. Yeah. That's all bullshit. That's all yeah, bullshit. Eric. Totally. <laughs> you could have a home life balance. It's just really understanding how to hone your schedule, how to study your schedule, how. To lock your non-negotiables in your schedule and how to follow your schedule. Mm. Yeah, and when I'm talking about follow your schedule, if you have something blocked for an hour, when that hour comes, it's done. It's done. If you're not completed that schedule or that that task, that moves on to the next day. That's okay. Yeah, the understanding. That is okay, right? And a lot of people really focus on one thing, and then all of a sudden, one hour, two hours pass, their whole day shot, and it's just this, this, this really, really, they start getting this almost like this this domino effect and just gets worse and worse and worse instead of getting more and more positive so really focusing and sticking to what you plan is so important as well when it
1: comes to scheduling yeah absolutely absolutely and i mean your son like you guys didn't even think that he was going to be able to walk right like and then he yeah uh, braces on his feet to his 12 but they're off now right and yeah I think you had said a challenge that he was going to run a marathon why you know by the time he's 13 like how is he doing now man he sounds like I mean obviously just a warrior to be continuing to do what he's doing now man yeah the kids uh
0: a lot of people like I'm I'm the ultimate hustler right and a lot of people say he was he was meant to be my son because I would be I'm, I'm able to push him harder than anybody could but yeah I look at him every single day and it's like I am so grateful he's my son because he's made me a better man, mm-hmm. a stronger man, more mentally, physically strong. And it's, and it's a situation where he doesn't understand the word no. It's just crazy. I, even at, a, at five, six years old, when I would put something, a task in front of him, when we put a, a board on his wall in his bedroom, say, okay, we're going to learn how to hop on one foot, which was a huge accomplishment. That took yeah. three months, wow. two to three hours a day for three months to be able to hop on one foot. And he did it every single day till he did hop. And then that was a massive celebration. And it was just this, this was constant goal setting that he, we set together. And he will not quickly get it. I mean, if you watch our my highlights, and this kid's jumping, standstill, jumping like four and a half feet off the ground now. This wow. is a kid that doctors looked at me and said, he'll be confined to a wheelchair his whole life. And we got to braces. He'll be wearing braces. till he's nineteen, twenty. And when I looked at the, the every doctor and I looked at my son, I go by 12, you're going to be all your braces before your 13th birthday. We're going to run a marathon. And we set these goals. And we put these, these, I wouldn't call them vision boards, but we put these goal setting, like we'd write them on paper and stick them all over his walls in his bedroom. Yeah. And, um, by his 12th birthday, he was out of his braces before he turned 13, which is April 19th. So April 18th of 2021, we ran our first marathon together. Come and it's on. Been man. This, yeah, it's been this incredible journey because it's so inspiring watching how determined he is. Whatever he sets his mind to, he might take three, four, five months longer than most kids, but he won't mm. stop till he gets there. Yeah. And he will not give up and he'll just keep going, keep going, keep going. He'll swear. He'll curse. He'll get frustrated, but he won't stop. <sighs> he'll wake the next day and start again. Yeah. And it's just that you you can't teach that hustle. You can't teach that drive. Totally. Man. Yeah, that's it, and it's so it's awesome. so, it is so inspiring, right? It's just, it's just like, I always say, man, he, he was, he's here for a reason, man. He's going to inspire millions of people one day. Yeah. story, And it just, it just puts a smile on my face. And in the best part of this all Eric is, he is the sweetest, kindest little soul. Mm. This kid is—I call him my puppy, man. I come, I get home, and he's—he, him, and my dog are, are are pushing each other away, trying to get to the front door first. <laughs> and he—he he will not go to bed without giving me a hug and a kiss. He won't when I'll wake up in the morning. First thing he's got to do is come to bed and give you a hug and a kiss. He's just this affectionate, sweet heart, and it, I, I, I get goosebumps, man. He's my little joy, man. And I wake up every day, and it's like. I'm so proud of them. I'm so proud. I'm so proud of my daughter, right? My, even my mm-hmm. daughter, my daughter's 15 and uh, I mean, high performance dance. She's, she's a rock star. She's a, a straight A student honor a roll. Like both my kids are just, um, they made me proud every day to be a dad. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I'm, I'm doing something right. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm doing something <laughs> right. And, and I, and I think it's just, it's, it, when it comes to being a parent, it's just really understanding that, um, I even called the yes factor I, I, and you hear some people say that it's like anytime my kids ask to do something when it comes to time spending with them I say yes yes and I have done that since day one and I think they understand that that they know their dad is always here for them they know their dad always has their back they know their dad always has the answer we'll try to find the answer right and because of that it's just, it just allows them to just be great kids And it's been such a fun ride watching them. And they both have such a brave future, which is pretty amazing. That's all as a parent you can hold for, right?
1: Yeah. Oh, man. My kids are 11 and 8. And, you know, the same sort of thing, just to see them grow and struggles and go through that and kind of build their confidence up and hit those failures, but then get through that, man. It's so good. And I'm big on family time too. And I think it was a, a few years back where I worked for somebody and they made me go on a business trip and I missed two of my son's baseball games. I always said I would never miss a baseball game and man, that hit home so hard for me. And I was like, I will never do this again, ever. Yeah. And, you know, any employer, any time that I had to work, I always said, you know what, here's my son's baseball sch- schedule, or here's my kid's school schedule, my daughter's schedule. You, I'll work around it. I'm not working around, you know, through this stuff, man. It's so important. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as an entrepreneur, you have that freedom, right? And that's the, yeah. the whole entrepreneurial dream is to be able to make your schedule and do what you want when you want. So, right. I mean, I'm I'm living that, and and it's and it's a great great feeling waking up every day and being able to control your own schedule like that.
1: Yeah. Uh, now you've authored, you've authored not one but two books. Uh, you know, Strawberry Mountain: A Lesson of Gratitude and Entrepreneur, and and then Entrepreneur Dad: Seven Keys to Successful Business and a Happy Life with strawberry mountain this sounds like an amazing book by the way what's this book about it and you know obviously you're with your son going to sick kids like you guys give a portion to that but what is this book about it sounds awesome and obviously your kids are the stars of the book there it's not it's actually my dad oh your dad okay yeah it's uh my
0: grand my their grandfather so my dad uh, Mm. passed away um going on to uh six and a half months ago oh
1: man and
0: uh he was uh hands down my best friend uh, mm. I, I was the uh the 44 year old that talked to my dad on the phone two three times a day wow. um i would call him every night to say good night we'd have a conversation every single night and uh, he was 76 never smoked never drank um power walked every day and um i, I talked to him on may 6th 10 30 at night had a normal conversation and i got a call at six in the morning on may 7th friday that he passed away in front of my mom um, had a heart attack and didn't get up and wow. uh it's one of those things, Eric, where you talk about living out without regrets. I lived without regrets. Like I, I spent time with my parents, my, my dad, I, my dad, it was always around my kids,
1: mm.
0: but you still have regrets. Yeah. Yeah. You still have so many regrets. And, and I preach this to people. I preach this all the time, like pick up the phone, call a loved one, call a friend. Like you don't know what the hell tomorrow brings. And, and when I lost them, I mean, I was, I'm still, I'm still, I mean, I, 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 I still go, the first 70 days, I went every single day to the cemetery. And, uh, and I still go two, three times a week. And, and, and it's still a very hard loss. Like, I, I still can't get over it, which yeah. is crazy. Seven months later, I still can't get over it. Or, and when he passed six days later, I said I needed to keep something to keep his memory going. And I took pen to paper and I wrote six children's books within like a six-day period come on and uh that was the first the second one's actually gonna be released in a couple weeks okay and it's actually called uh grandpa joe's adventures
1: yes yeah and okay.
0: uh and they're they're based on my dad and, and my two kids and the, the images look like them and, it, and if you actually open the book uh there is um the first page says in loving memory of um grandpa joe mm. uh, tender and kind what a beautiful memory you left behind and, uh, and they're all based uh, on lessons he would always talk to my kids about. And the first was on gratitude, but uh, there's, uh, there's gonna be a series of them coming out I'm gonna try to release them every 10 to 12 weeks, one book. Okay. And uh, yeah, that was where they're all based around. And uh, it was just more to keep my dad's uh, memory going. And I thought it would be a wonderful thing to work with uh, to kids as well. So it, it's a win-win. But uh, yeah. yeah, that's where it came from. That uh, I had no interest in writing children's books. I never thought I would. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, it, just, it just came to me. Like I said, I was sitting down at home. It was a Sunday night. I was looking at my wife. and I, I, I needed to have something to keep my dad's memory. And I literally, that night, took pen to paper, grabbed, grabbed the notebook and pen. And I started trying to rhyme. And, and I learned how to rhyme pretty quickly. And I wrote, and I wrote this and I wrote the six books, uh, within like a six, seven day period.
1: Okay, man, what, what a, what a blessing that you're able to do that though. And, and, and keep those kind of that, the story going. And I think, you know, my condolences, your dad just seems like an amazing person. I don't have that close relationship with my dad, but, um, man, to be able to talk to your dad every day and and say good night, man, what a, what a cool thing that was yeah yeah
0: it's pretty special and, and like i said i, I in my head um, you always thought you had more time and you always right. wish you had more time yeah and uh and we didn't and, and 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 but i was very blessed that i was very close to my dad i was very lucky to have the relationship we had together and i had him for 44 years of my life right mm, yeah um, some people some people are never that lucky so i was very lucky in that that side and i try to take the positive out of it but it's right it's hard, man. It's hard. It's hard when you have somebody so close that um you're used to talking every day and you can't pick up the phone anymore. I think that's the hardest thing, being able to pick up the phone and just hear his voice. Right. And yeah. uh and, and like I said, I, I tried to live with no regrets and you still have regrets. You still have I sit back and I think of, Oh, maybe I should have went that time when he asked me to come for a coffee, or maybe I should have done this or and 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 it and it really hits home when um he's not here. He didn't die of COVID, but it was COVID that cause this whole scenario because gotcha the last year and a half uh his doctor visits were over the phone calls doc doc would be like hey how are you doing i'd be like my dad would be like oh, i'm okay a little tired oh you're getting old don't worry about it and now that i sit back and look at it there was signs of shit happening but no one really picked up on it. His yeah. stomach was a little, his stomach was a little bloated. I had to joke with him the last couple of months. Like, why are your stomach so bloated? Why do you look like he's trying to get a belly? He's like, ah, it's winter. Don't worry. In summer, I'll, <laughs> I'll lose it. And then he would lately be like, oh, I'm really tired. I'm like, ah, he's so active. And I'm like, he's 76. He's just getting older. Yeah. And what was really happening was his um, his pump to his heart was slowing down and it's mm-hmm. causing him to increase sodium and he was retaining water. And And if he had done an ECG or just gone to the doctor on a regular basis, which it would have happened if we didn't have this pandemic sure this would have been caught little surgery and he would have still been around and that just that just pisses me off so much when i when i think of why he's not here because this could have been avoided right so yeah it's, it's hard, man. It's hard, Eric. And, and it's, I don't, and I, a lot of people say like time heals wounds or time heals pain. That's all bullshit, man. When you were truly carable, some of your love's made it, it, and they're gone. Yeah. It, nothing heals it. I mean, you start numbing out over time. Life gets in the way, life gets busy, but it's, it that loss is always going to be there. Yeah.
1: You know, my wife and I had the same conversation, you know, she had a grandparent who passed away um over the last year during it, kind of covid at times as well and it was like we couldn't get to see her we had to do the facetime thing and yeah. um you know we're just thinking like man if we're sick like we can't even go to the doctor anymore because they all of a sudden feel like we all have covid and we're going to spread stuff even for yeah. just normal things right and yeah. yeah you can't even get to the doctor to get checked in man it's so crazy man. Yeah. um you know, but one of the cool things that you do is you have this coaching program or a few coaching programs. And the first question that you ask is what's your goal and what's your problem, which I love that. But the second question I think is more interesting is what has stopped you from reaching that goal or solving that problem? When you ask that question, what is that common answer that you hear from, from men and women?
0: I think the common is just excuses where a lot of people allow their self-doubt or their fear control their outcome. I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah. And it's, it's a lot of times their excuses or their reasonings for not accomplishing or going after a goal are made on, in their own mind. Their fear of failure, their fear, a fear of rejection from their friends, or their family, their fear of how people will perceive their, their goals or their thoughts. And once you stop giving a shit what other people think of you, when you stop giving a shit what other people's thoughts are gonna be, and you start focusing on what truly means to you and what what you really wanna do, where you really care, I think that just opens up the door. Mm-hmm. So I think the first thing is really toning in and focusing on it's all about me. This is this time's about me. And if I could fill my cup out, almost the Oprah thing, fill your cup up to the max. Yeah, you're gonna be able to. You're gonna that 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 over trickle is what's gonna fill everybody else's cup. So you got to keep filling up your cup. And a lot of people live every single day trying to fill everybody else's cup to make everybody else happy, thinking they're gonna have that perception of everybody else is happy. I'm gonna be happy. Mm. It's not. If you're not happy with yourself, if you're not content with what you're doing, if you're not waking up every single day and understanding that this is what I'm meant to do or this is what I'm happy doing. Yeah, life's a pretty shit. So yeah. you got to really start toning in and focusing on yourself first, doing what you want to do, waking up every single day and doing what, put a smile on your face, what your passions are. Mm-hmm. And once you can really start focusing on that and really not giving a shit about everybody else's thought process. And it, when I, 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 even a little story here, crazy little story. Yeah. yeah. When I started Camoraware, like I've, I, even before Camoraware, where I had five, six other companies I built up and sold or got exited and And some of that I failed. And when I started Kimura, where I remember it was, I started, I I launched Kimura January 20, 2006, Uh, 2005, fall, probably September. I had my first samples and stuff like that. I was really, really, I was launching the company already, but I hadn't officially launched it. Mm -hmm. So I was going through samples, shorts, products. And I had a barbecue over our house. And we had all these friends and family over. And I had all these shorts and stuff. And I said, hey, guys, look, this is a new company I'm going to start. And I remember everybody looking at me like, like, well, this is not going to work. And I remember one particular person looked at me and said, yeah, this is this is going to be a hundred percent fail and stuff <laughs> like that. If I were to listen to that, yeah. I would have put that stuff away and, and moved on to something else. But that just added fuel. I'm like, okay, now I really have to prove these assholes wrong. Right. And it's just that mindset where I have in my mind, like that unstoppable, like no excuses, cut the bullshit. I'm going to really prove everybody wrong. A lot of people don't have that. A lot of people have that fear of, oh, my God, what is Eric going to say about this? Is Eric not going to approve? You can't live like that. The minute you can really focus on yourself, fill your cup up first, take care of yourself first, do what you want to do first, everything else comes together at that point.
1: Oh, man, that's so true. Uh, you know, and I think once I realized that, you know, number one, my past, but then other people's opinions do not define my future, man. And once oh, I once, you know. Once I got that in my head, I was like, oh man, now it's about me. Like I'm, I'm going to get this going. And, you know, I, and I think gratitude is a big thing for me. Like I wake up and immediately open my eyes and go, man, thank you, Lord, for another day. Right. Yeah. Like, and then it's like, make the bed. Right. And then, then I go yeah. into the morning routine there. Um, the quick question, uh, what are you most excited about for 2022, man? Cause this has been kind of an interesting year from with COVID in 2020 to 2021. But I think for me, 2022 is going to be a massive year. And I, I believe it is for you as well, but you know, with all these books coming out and children's books, like what are you most excited about though, man?
0: There's so many projects, right? I'm, I'm constantly trying to do a new project all the time. When I see an opportunity, um, I jump on it. Yeah. Um I got we're doing a whole bunch of projects right now. Um some for myself. Um we're we're building out a beach house and I'm trying to record everything possible through the whole renovations, which I'm trying to do about 70, 80 percent of the renovations myself. So <laughs> as we're recording it, we're gonna we're gonna launch in summer a um, a seven or eight part series of Jeff's Beach House Rentals through YouTube channel. Um I'm really, really gonna hone on and, and really focus on um building out our YouTube channels and and platform over the next, um, over the next 12 months and just really see where the the podcast takes us. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm having so much fun talking to high level entrepreneurs or, or just successful celebrities or entrepreneurs. And it's just, it's just a fun venture where when I started the whole podcast, I didn't know where it was going to go. Yeah. And, um, I'm having so much fun with it. So I'm excited to see where that goes and just in general, just, living with a purpose, right? Every single day, whether it's Camorra or whether it's True Blue Homes, um, I'm really big into the real estate investment and uh, we're up to 10 properties. And I'm, the goal is to have one more every single year. And okay. there's so much positive things happening right now. So um, just living to the max um, and and really, really enjoying time with my family and friends. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And I think that's a huge part of it as well. Through the whole process, I really, um, as I get older, I really, really enjoy the time yesterday I was just, it was me, the kids and my wife were just sitting on the couch. It was about seven 30 at night. I finished all my work for the day. And we're just sitting there watching the movie and I sat there and I for a bit and I, and I looked at my, I just looked at around and the dog was on the couch. We're all just snuggled up with a fireplace on. And that's like, hey, this is good. This is mm. good. This is, this is the way it should be. Yeah. And, and, and really understand that and being able to intake that and really appreciate that is so important.
1: Yep. Man. Absolutely. Yeah, it's so important for that, man. And your podcast, by the way, is amazing. You have awesome guests on there. And, you know, I've been subscribed and and listened to it for a long time. People need to be checking out the show because you are bringing on amazing people on that show, man. So thank you for what you do. Uh, Jeff, it's such an honor to have you on my show, man. Truly, you are a world changer, man. I love that your son is an absolute warrior. Love that you've got this awesome family and you're continuing to just fight for them. And you have those non-negotiables, which are so important, man. Thank you so much for your time, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you, brother. It's been a pleasure having you on and uh, excited to uh, continue our future together because I think there's a lot of things we'll be doing together in the future. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Thank you again, man. Thank you so much for checking out the show today. I wanted to just take one quick second of your time to point you to ericallenmedia.com. I have a ton of free and paid content on our resources tab. Click on that. Tons of books, tons of websites. You can go check out some secret websites in there as well for you listen, I am available for hire for anything from product videos to content videos, review videos. I do a lot of how-to and explainer-type videos, box opening videos for brands. I also do laser engraving for anything that's wood product. So if you need some, you know, coasters made or fun tags or something like that, shoot me a DM. Happy to help you out. You can check out some of my work on our YouTube channel there. Really appreciate you checking out the show today. Thank you so much for your time. Have an amazing day.